ladies and gentlemen, in IoT land everywhere out there within the sound of my voice. I am Ken Briota, your host here on Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. On this show, we try to dig into what the real world of the IoT is, as our title would suggest. We strip off the veneer and the marketing language and really get our hands dirty and dig in to the meat of the issue at hand. And today's issue is going to be, uh, at least begin with, partnerships, out-of-the-box solutions, and uh, simplification of the IoT, especially in the industrial industrial space. And my guest today is Derek Wallace of Multitech. Derek, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Pleasure to be here, Ken. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is entirely mine. In case folks aren't familiar with you or have been under a rock for the last 10 years and aren't familiar with Multitech, would you give us a little bit of insight into uh, into what you guys do and what you work on day to day? Sure. Uh, Multitech, uh, we are a manufacturer of communications technologies for the IoT, industrial IoT in particular, and M2M. We've been around uh, for about 47, 48 years and have uh, started off way back in the analog days going through to digital um, wireless, and now really getting into low-power wireless and eventually 5G. So we manufacture devices that enable the communication, so routers, modems, gateways. Uh, we are transitioning and transforming as a company as well, providing uh, more software and services solutions out in the market. And uh, I am Director of Product Management for Multitech, where I have responsibility for our portfolio, our ecosystem partner development, uh, although that is not just me. Actually, uh, my former manager, Daniel Quant, is definitely our lead in, in that space for our ecosystem development, but we have a lot of people at our company that do that. So I work on figuring out uh, what our portfolio is going to be, how to bring it to market, how to address the pain points and solve issues out in the industrial IoT space for our customers and our partners. And uh, it's it's very challenging and very, very fast-paced. Yeah, the, the the sort of connectivity space in the IoT is is really fascinating right now. You know, for so long it's just been this sort of back and forth between the big carriers talking about uh, cellular only and uh, everybody else saying, but what about Bluetooth and Wi-Fi? <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, now, now it seems like it, it, there's a custom connectivity solution for every uh, conceivable uh, execution which uh, I think segues beautifully into our topic of the day, which is uh, how complex are we? <laughs> how, how difficult is it, does it seem to get into this space and navigate uh, what you're going to do, especially on the industrial side? On the consumer side, I feel like if you're a consumer who's into it, you're uh, ready to get grab something and, and hack something together, be the full early adopter. And if you're not that, you're sort of not joining the party at all, which is a whole nother problem and a whole nother episode. But uh, in the industrial space, it seems like everybody wants to get in on it. And unless you're already in on it, I have to imagine that the the learning curve and the hurdles seem real steep. I would agree with that. Um, and, and the industrial space, really what defines the getting in is the the myriad of use cases that people are trying to solve and where there are some similarities in those use cases and you know lots of differences and the problem uh, in terms of getting in is who are you and what problem are you trying to solve and what is your familiarity with um, the iot 
when you're talking about industrial IoT, the architecture spans so many different uh, technology and skills and domains from hardware, software, uh, communication technologies, technologies wired, wireless. You got cloud integration. You got um, um, integration with uh, third parties or, or ecosystem development to try to figure out how to take all these disparate parts of the architecture, bring it together in a easy to use, user friendly way, so that someone new or even fairly experienced can hit the ground running a bit easier and actually really get to that aha moment of yes, I have an idea that will solve my problem. And now there's actually a path for me to build and develop my solution, deploy it, and manage it in a way that doesn't make me want to pull out my hair. <laughs> um, I'm going to get to the part where we have an argument in just a moment. I know okay. I'm suddenly very excited. But first, I have a total non sequitur uh, because if I didn't do those, the audience would think there's something wrong with me, and I can't help myself. Um, when you when you when you were talking about uh, sort of device identification and, and the who are you question in security and on the network and stuff, uh, it just made me think of a great John Mulaney bit where he talks about people in movies who get amnesia and come out of the coma or whatever and just look around the hospital room at all these concerned faces and start going, "Who are you? Who are you?" And uh, nobody does that. <laughs> he says, if, "If I if I had amnesia all of a sudden, I'd wake up and nobody would know for like six months because I'd just." pretend I, I remembered all these people right, right <laughs> exactly time. hey buddy great to see you again i mean yeah i feel like anybody who goes to trade shows for a living would be great at having amnesia nobody would ever know <laughs> exactly admitting that you don't know something can be very scary but in iot i think it's quite important because at the end of the day your solution is going to work or it's not going to work and it's best to admit what you don't know and and solve it that's right how dare you keep me on task uh, this, is, this is not the kind of guest that I approve of. <laughs> um, but uh, to the core of our argument, I think, is that um, we, we have a point of agreement in that uh, in, in the IoT, most especially for companies in that early implementation, looking to do a test bed or a, a, a test case study on a solution, uh, a partnership economy is super important because it, you're never going to find a be-all and end-all provider for an entire stack solution. And anybody who claims they can do that is almost certainly selling snake oil. I think we can agree on all of that, right? I agree, yes. Yeah, so, so I think where we maybe disagree is that I think that the, the advantage to that is that every solution can be customized to the need of the specific. And I, I think it's fair to state your position as you see some advantage to a, uh, at least in the early stages, of out of the box type of solution where, where you can almost have a plug and play feel. Is that a fair position? That's a fair <laughs> statement, I'd say. Uh, it's very important to, when I think of out of the box solutions and I think of solving problems. So many people are getting into IoT and they really do not understand the complexity and the diversity of technologies and skills that need to be put together to solve a problem. And I work with customers on a daily basis who may have 
skills and experience may be on hardware or software, or they may have a sensor that they know that that particular part pretty well, but they have no idea how and by which they're going to integrate that with the cloud to produce that visualization and that use data analytics to you know get some deep learning and solve long-term uh, trend trending issues so i think it's incredibly important um, not only uh, in the beginning but even some early deployment for small pilot sizes to prove a business case uh, or an roi that the ecosystem partners together to create bundled solutions that work fairly well out of the box because at that early stage, you're really just trying to prove the concept. You're trying to get to that aha moment that says, I had this idea to solve a pain point in IoT and will it work? Will my idea and this technology or this technology bundled solution work? And if it will work, great, then I'll take the next steps, which is figuring out how I'm going to scale and deploy and manage it. And I'd say that's probably where you and I may, dare I say, start to agree that um, yeah. flexibility and customization <laughs> is important. Um, the 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 place where I'll push back on you though is, it, I think that that's that that that's a idealistic uh, position, and I I I love it if that worked. But in practice, it looks like. Uh, some of the some of the cases I've observed that haven't worked out have been because, uh, again, in some cases they tried to do that. They tried to say, "There's an analog here. Maybe this version of this will work for me. I'll try it in the test bed." And they do some investment and they do the thing, and it doesn't work. And then they blame IoT doesn't work. I'm going to go back to some other solution, some other thing that's not IoT. And then we've either set back. Uh, a new entrant into the economy uh, of IoT or uh, lost one indefinitely because once people get a bad taste in their mouth for something, they're really hesitant to come back in. And so even though the, the learning curve might be more difficult, I feel like if the process begins with tell me your problem and let's start from that to build the solution you're going to test in a more case-by-case uh, -case way rather than here's a solution that will fit most cases, but maybe not yours uh, way, hmm. we're more likely to have a, a broader base of success at the, at the early stages when it's sort of critical to not only have a, a prove a good business case, but also prove a conceptual case for the IoT as a solution. Well, that makes it, it makes sense. Um, you said a lot there, and I'm trying to take notes <laughs> to track it all. Um, but I, I have several counters to that. Um, and it's not that I don't see your point. You know, Cisco published that famous uh, statistic. Sometime in the last two years, about 75% of IoT um, projects failing. And, and right, I can, yeah. you know, but there, there are things that, there are many things that I think about when you say um, what you said. First of all, Bundle solutions can actually, they don't have to be either other. They're not mutually exclusive from providing a broad solution that can take the edge, the gateway, or the edge to the cloud, the hardware and the software for general solutions. But there's also bundled solutions out there that solve very specific, well-defined uh, pain points. And that actually should be 
whatever IoT use case that you're trying to solve, at the very beginning, whether you're using a bundled solution or not a bundled solution, and I would say, even to your point, even those cases that were failing, if they weren't using a bundled solution, if they're not clearly defining what the problem is, what success means to solving that problem with the KPIs, then it, it doesn't matter whether it's bundled or not bundled. However, using a bundled solution that pulls and removes as many of the technical difficulties in the beginning out of the picture or makes it easier to, to get up and running to start getting some of those questions answered, I think is critical because if you're faced with a mountain that's too big to climb in the beginning, you may just stop. The other thing is um, if you have clearly defined um, KPIs and a definition of what success is and you have good partnerships because I do agree with you on one area that a bundled solution, it can be absolutely fraught with leaving a customer by themselves and then they go out and figure something on their own. And that's one thing that absolutely needs to not happen. There's two things for to try to help ensure success in those scenarios you gave. One is to ensure that whoever the bundled partner is or whoever is engaged with that customer stays engaged with them even while they're using the bundle solution to, to help them along the way. This is actually complex stuff. And the other thing that is needed for that is if there are problems along the way, the ecosystem partnership that has come together to create that bundle, there has to be no pointing fingers if something goes wrong. It's got to be a collective that comes together or a clearly defined process that says, we're going to figure out what broke or what didn't work right, how to fix it quickly so that that user who we're still engaged with throughout the process is getting to that aha moment of, yes, my problem can be solved. You know, I've, I've got to tell you, Derek, I don't appreciate being one who doesn't get to be the wide-eyed optimist in this discussion. I'm happy <laughs> to be the cynic who says, man, I'd love it for the partner uh, in, who, who band together for these solutions to continue to act like partners when there's a problem. But man, do I have a hard time believing that that's the the usual scenario that nobody says, well, it wasn't me, it was the other guy, and well. and, and start bouncing uh, a customer around once they've already got their money in hand. <laughs> You yes, well, well, I, I hear you on that, but but I'm going to counter you again. Um, that uh, you know, so Multitech, we are one of our key differentiators is support. So I see our support uh, tickets reports all the time in terms of how customers are who who work with us are very very pleased and and say how far we go above and beyond uh, the service that they're expecting when they call to when they contact us with problems that are not just based on our products. So okay, maybe that's the beginning of this, you know, nice idealized world that I see, but I think it's crucial to go on forward. And the other thing that's related to that is uh, the work that I alluded to in the beginning is, is services. So services, which should, if you're gonna charge them, be bound by contracts and SLAs and service levels where there are commitments that customers should get when they sign up for that service. So if we can combine what are some of those commitments that well, depending are on in that position, what would they be making sure they're checking for in those service agreements? Oh, it, there's lots of things that can be, um, depending on the solution, you can have service level agreements that guarantee a certain amount of up, up time. You can have service level agreements that guarantee a certain response time. I wouldn't agree or, or say that a, a resolution, like it will be fixed within 10 minutes, but a service level that says we're going to respond by 
a predetermined period of time, we're going to meet that SLA and we're going to assign someone that is going to be supporting you throughout the duration of the ticket to help you uh, resolve the issue. And then, of course, have service level reports or, or incident reports afterwards that summarize the the um, the interaction with that customer. And those individual interactions should be tied to your overall service agreement with the customer. And if you're structuring those right, and I used to do this when I lived in uh, Europe working for uh, some different companies, um, then it does help with the finger pointing because it's not just a service agreement between the customer and say Multitech, it's also service agreements between the ecosystem partners and that customer or backed off against the ecosystem partner. So at least there's something that is often commercially um, uh, with commercial penalties that say, we need to meet the service agreement and we have metrics for that. And if we don't meet that, we are going to pay in some way and not just in uh, reduced customer satisfaction. I think that's a help to you know getting over this hurdle of pointing fingers it's not a panacea, but it's definitely along the right line. Sure, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, um, uh, again, I'm terribly offended. How dare you advocate for reasonable, non-binary response when I'm uh, clearly trying to make everything black and white, <laughs> either or? Which uh, is, as usual, uh, where I lose these arguments. <laughs> but. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know about losing, you know, again, I'm going to, I'm going to say that nothing really, well, okay, maybe on the black and white. Yeah. I don't think things are black and white, but I think that, um, IOT and the complexity and where we're going, this journey in the market, it's young and there's a lot of learning that we still need to do. And there are things that, um, ecosystem partners and customers in the market, we're going to need to figure out together to find a way to take individual cases of solving problems to that mass scale to support all these predictions of how massive this industry is going to be, which I, I think we will, because I think the industry is going there. And where there is a need, someone is going to solve the problem. Sure. Uh, as you uh, drag me reluctantly kicking and screaming over to the path of reasonableness, uh, <laughs> do me a favor and, and uh, give me an idea of how these uh, sort of, for lack of a better term, starter kits uh, work. If you're building a, sure. uh, a sort of out-of-the-box solution, it, it, and we'll, we'll, we'll tie it to the industrial space because I think that's where these are most useful. Um, is, there, is there one, are there 10, depending on the vertical, uh, uh, that, that should be thought about? Is, are there pieces it's going that, to be. that are always included? It's going to be contingent upon the use case that you're trying to solve and the technology that you're using to solve that use case. So I'll give you an example. Uh, and LoRa, so LoRa WAN, low power, low powerless, um, wet area technology. So we created Multitech uh, about a year and a half ago, a starter kit. Now this is definitely a, a general starter kit, but the idea is that if you're coming into LoRa WAN and IoT in general. And you may have some ideas of uh, some different problems that could span different um, use cases. But in general, you're trying to either collect information from an asset somewhere out in the world, utilizing LoRaWAN technology, um, or you're trying to you know, be able to control that asset. So our starter kit has, um, it has 
the Laurel modules, so the endpoints, they're programmable. It has a gateway. It has the gateway that's already programmed to support the LoRaWAN communication between the module and the gateway. It has the backhaul capabilities all tied in for wireless communication, including the antennas. It has the developer boards. It also has uh, what we call an M.Box, which is uh, a tool that you can hold in your hand and do two things. One, you can do a site survey, so you can have your gateway and then walk around to different points in a building or a field or wherever to uh, get readings on the lower WAN communication between the um, site survey tool and the gateway. And the gateway also has sensors, so those sensors can be um, programmed and then to send that information to a cloud partner um, pretty much right out of the box with some configuration work. The idea is that a customer who's in this space, they buy that box that has all these different parts. They don't need to go anywhere else to, to set up that first network utilizing LoRaWAN to prove these points. And that can be, like I said, general. So it can support many different types of use cases. Whereas there are examples out in the world of you know, bundled solutions that are that are designed for specific use cases. So there's a partner of ours called My Devices, and they're doing some really, really excellent work where they have bundled. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I know My Devices pretty well. They're a really interesting company. They do some exactly. Stuff. Exactly. So they have, um, they have bundled solutions, and, and we partner with them, and they partner with other providers as well, whereby they will put all the needed components from the end module or, say, a mousetrap um, or a um, sanitary um, uh, sensor for restaurant sanitation, for example. Um, they'll have the sensors that are lower enabled. They'll have a gateway that it can communicate to, and that gateway is already pre-configured to work with their backend uh, platform so that you can get that data and you can take uh, control of those devices and you can start using that data to solve and operate um, those use cases. And you, when you go from a general, that's really to get you started uh, for our starter kit, for example, to a bundled solution very specifically tailored to meet individual use cases where they've done the research to say, this works, it solves the problem, and there is a clear ROI if you buy this bundle and utilize our service. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that happening in IoT. And because there are so many different use cases out there, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, not just from bundled, but also from a technology perspective. Um, do you think that there's a, a space in the marketplace, and it sounds a little bit like Multitech might be doing a piece of it, uh, for like a, a partnership-as-a-service kind of brokerage, where you where a, a an entrant to the industry or uh, someone who's looking to move in a different direction or, or start a new IoT implementation can go to company X that has already built the partnership ecosystem across a couple of different use cases, say, hi, we want you to be our point uh, of contact for this. Can you bring all the players together that need to be brought together for this purpose? and sort of broker all of this partnership for us? Or does that typically or better work from the bottom up where it's more collaborative amongst the, the vendors who are coming together uh, more organically? We have a client asking for this. We know you guys do good work. Can you join with us on this, et cetera, et cetera? I think the answer is a mix. I mean, at first it's a yes, but it's a yes in different ways. So 
Um, you're seeing that today. My devices, they do it with bundled solutions where they bring uh, a prepackaged solution together. However, Multitech, because of our position and utilizing several different technologies within IoT, we often do get that question of, um, you know, how do we get started? How do we not only get started, but how do we keep moving forward? You have system integrators out there who that is what they do. So in some areas, it's organic. Some areas, it's, it's um, you know, more industrialized. I think it's going to depend, again, on the industry and the use cases and how established are those problems that need to be solved with having a, a real-world um, use case or, or return, sorry, not use case, but return on investment. And I was just reading about AT&T and Nokia. They're teaming up to provide, you know, a sense of what they titled a Nokia's wide, worldwide IoT network grid called Wing. And I see that is a more global industrialized version of go to Nokia um, or go to AT&T, probably a salesperson or uh, consultants, with a problem, and they will pull the different people together in terms of they will provide some services out of the box, but then they'll pull other people into the customer engagement depending on the areas that the customer needs help with. So I think this is, it is going to happen, uh, and I think we're just at the beginning of it. Awesome. Um, we're getting near the end of time here, and, and one of the things I like to do, uh, since you've already resoundingly uh, uh, settled the argument and even convinced me to your side of reasonableness and gray area, as per <laughs> always, um, uh, I want to sort of give you the field. Is there something that we haven't talked about in this space that you think is really important for the listeners to know or to keep in mind? Uh, not just as new entrants, but as even as established companies in the IoT, when they're uh, becoming part of one of these partnership solutions uh, or or looking to implement a partnership type solution, is there some advice that you'd give? Yeah, I'd say from a partnership uh, solution, you know, strengthen your ecosystem. Make sure you pick good partners. Um, can't be just about cost. It's got to be about trust. It's got to be about pulling together people who are the credibility in the space that's going to meet the needs of the customer such that they they trust you to deliver upon the promises that you make. And related to that, I would say security. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's very aware within IoT, I'd say now much more so than even last year and definitely uh, more than two years ago, where we as an industry, we have to figure out a way to partner together to bake in security at all levels of IoT such that we are solving that trust issue with the customer, making giving them that peace of mind that security is taken seriously. It's designed in from the very beginning of any project or any product or any service, and that um, it requires a lot of education on all of us as ecosystem players, but also in the market, the customers, so that they come into an IoT project with their eyes wide open. Have the hard discussions now to save us the time and the customers the time uh, and pain in the future. We do that. We partner well. We don't point fingers, despite how utopia that might sound. Um, that helps us accelerate the IoT market and serve our, our customers. That makes a, a ton of sense. And uh, um as we get, as we do uh, start to wrap up, how can folks find out more about you and and your work uh, with Multitech? 
out on the worldwide sure. interwebs. <laughs> sure. Um, absolutely welcome to go to uh, our website, multitech.com. There's a whole plethora of information about our products and who we are and what we do, our capabilities. And then uh, you can find my contact information or get a hold of me through our website. I'd be happy to uh, chat or communicate with anyone who has questions about what we discussed today. Awesome. Um, folks, that is uh, about all the time we have today for this episode of Real World IoT Power 151 Advisors. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been a really interesting discussion and a lot of fun for me. Well, thank you very much for having me. Pleasure has been mine, and I am sure my listeners. Well, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. Make sure you go online to check out more content on how you can monetize the connected world at 151advisors.com. That's 151advisors.com for all the information and content like this podcast that will help you power your business and monetize your business into the next phase of the IoT. Thank you again for listening to Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. I am your host, Ken Briota, signing off. See you next time.